0: Danielle Kitzleben is political correspondent assigned to NPR's Washington D.C. I hope it's uh, been a bit of a holiday. I know you do your holidays a bit differently, Danielle, in the Northern Hemisphere but I hope you've had a bit of a break because it's all on again. Welcome.
1: Yes, uh, I got got a couple days off but now we're, we're right back at it.
0: Now where are we at as we open the year with the race, obviously, for the Republican nomination and all talk now about the forthcoming election?
1: I mean, long story short, it sure looks very likely, but not certain that it is going to be a Donald Trump versus Joe Biden matchup. Joe Biden, of course, is the incumbent. There is no sign that he would not run again. He says he will. We we can't assume it otherwise. Uh, Donald Trump just won over the last couple of weeks, the Iowa caucuses very handily and the New Hampshire primary as well. And those are the first two nominating contests here. And he defeated Nikki Haley, who came in second in the New Hampshire primary by around 15 points. So, not as not as uh, wide of a margin as he won by in Iowa, but still a pretty comfortable margin. And so, it sure looks like Republican voters are, for the most part, pretty happy to pick him again. Now, the next nominated contest we're really watching is coming up towards uh, the end of February in South Carolina, which is Nikki Haley's home state. You might expect that she would do pretty well there, but uh, based on what few polls we have, it sure looks like Donald Trump is going to do well there as well.
0: Haley is still in the race, though, and did she do a little better in that last um, primary than anticipated? Because all eyes are are on when she might make the call to withdraw.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, she she did do a little, uh, she did do relatively well in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a bit different from Iowa and South Carolina in that it has, it allows independents to uh, participate in its primary, which is not the case in Iowa. Also, New Hampshire is... you I wouldn't say that Republican primary voters are liberal by any stretch, but New Hampshire is a state where they have a bit more of a libertarian streak, a bit less of a religious uh, social conservatism streak, and more of a sort of old-school fiscally conservative streak, I think you could say. And those voters tend to like Nikki Haley a little bit more. The voters who care more about social issues um, – LGBT rights uh, with a focus on transgender people right now, uh, abortion, that sort of thing. Those people tend to favor Donald Trump quite a bit more. So, yeah, as we look ahead to South Carolina, should she not fare well, there is this big question of does she drop out, how long until she drops out, and if she does do uh, fantastically well there, then the question is, in any case, is how long can she hold on trying to put up a fight? And the real question there is not just the number of voters she has, but also does her campaign have enough money, money. to get
0: yeah. it out? Yeah. Now, speaking of the former president, if it was any other person, probably this would be an enormous explosive story, but it, it just it is just part of the number of uh, legal travails that he has at the moment. However... Uh, he has been ordered to pay $83 million in the E. Jean Carroll uh, defamation trial. And just remind us more of the background to this and also what happens now, Danielle.
1: Yes, so E. Jean Carroll is a columnist who had uh, accused Donald Trump of sexually assaulting her in a department store dressing room in the 90s. Um, and she had recently accused Trump of this, uh, that is, and trump had said no i didn 't do it and in the process he um, she he in her view defamed her. he said that she wasn 't trustworthy, that she was lying, blah blah blah, and so she um, sued him for defamation in this case that 's what this trial was about, not the assault itself. there was already a trial that found that he had sexually abused her that 's the legal terminology. So this trial, we already knew uh, in this latest phase that he had been found guilty of defaming her. The question is, was in this trial, how much would he pay her? So yes, as you said, he has been, uh, a jury has said he needs to pay $83 million. But you can bet, first of all, that he will appeal that, that he does not want to pay that. And his lawyer has kind of uh, indicated that that's what's going to happen.
0: He will? Uh, sorry, he will or he won't pay?
1: <laughs> oh, he, I mean, that he will appeal, first uh, of he'll all. Appeal. I of mean, that he, I mean, yeah. and then, yeah, however that plays out, then we'll see. But in terms of politically, you're absolutely right that because this is Donald Trump, because he has so many um, trials happening, charges against him in various areas of his life, and because he... He has voters who think that everything that happens to, bad that happens to him is a witch hunt, essentially. That yeah, the, these sorts of things don't drive his voters away. His diehard fans are, I mean, they're diehard fans. That's exactly what they are. And the, it's hard to shake his biggest supporters loose.
0: Now, abortion is going to be central to the 2024 legislative uh, elections. Explain more, please. Yes, so
1: already we are seeing that Democrats are Democrats running for the house here are getting ready to make abortion major parts of their platforms as they are running because it, what we have seen in a uh, statewide races ever since the overturning of Roe v. Wade here is that voters do like abortion rights even if those voters are in some cases conservative. So Democrats are ready to make that a central issue, especially Democrats in swing districts and Democrats in southern border districts. In a lot of parts of the South here, uh, abortions are very hard for people to obtain, and some um, have crossed the border into Mexico to obtain them. So that is one reason why those areas are considered a big part of this. And I should add, by the way... This isn't just a legislative election thing. This is coming straight from the top. I mean, Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris recently did a major campaign event in Virginia where they very, very heavily leaned into the abortion issue. This is not an issue that Joe Biden loves talking about as a committed Catholic, but this is definitely uh, something that they are leaning into this time around.
0: Danielle, thank you so much. Danielle Coatsleben is political correspondent. She's assigned to NPR's Washington Desk.